All right, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Rant Not Over. Thank you for listening. Um, yeah, super excited to have you all here. And I'm excited today because I am finally not by myself. Um, I have a guest. It's one of my best friends. She's been on before. We did an episode uh, Christmas of 2020. Um, talked all the things, laughed a lot, drank a lot of wine. And now she is in Austin, Texas. So this is my first virtual podcast. Um, so bear with us on the audio, but it's going to be great content nonetheless. Um, so yeah, we're talking love languages today. A lot of romantic, but you know, platonic, um, familial, all the things. And I would like to welcome my best friend, Elise Kachan. Hi, everybody. I am, yes, tuning in from Austin, and it is chillier than you would expect Austin to be. I'm happy to be here, though. We're happy. Wish I was drinking wine with you. I know. I wish I was drinking. I'm not drinking right now, but I wish we can, like... Me either. <laughs> yeah. Oh, love it. Are you doing dry January? I'm doing it until my birthday at the end of March. Oh, hell yeah. So, I stopped after I was at home with my family. It's all we like to do is eat, drink, and hang out. Well, that's a love, I think that's, speaking of love languages, I think that's one in itself. It could be, for sure. That's so one funny. I definitely can identify with. Right. Okay, so um, I would, you know, we are talking love languages today. We kind of talked about it on Sunday. We were on the phone, and, like, I've had this topic in my head for so long, and I'm like, you're literally the perfect person. Um, and so if you can give the listeners kind of a background of, like, love languages, uh, how you kind of, you know, came to learn about them, how they have shifted your mindset and relationships and like what they mean to you, um, in general. Yeah, of course. So my dad actually was the first one who ever told me about them. I think I was probably in middle school when he had me read the book. He bribed us, all of my siblings. Uh, it's called the five love languages and those include uh, acts of service, gifts, words of affirmation, physical touch, and quality time. So those are kind of the options, and oftentimes people, you know, can interpret them differently based on how they, like, do they want monetary gifts or do they want thoughtful gifts? Like, you know, everything varies, like, varies based on the person, on the, you know, explicitness of the love language and how they receive and give it, mm-hmm. but those are the five basics, and conversation comes around as if you know do you receive the same way that you give and all that but yeah those are the basic five so what do they mean I want to know what they mean to you like when you learned about them if it has shifted your mindset in your adulthood with your relationships like plutonic familial or romantic and like if it's something that you hold really strongly do you reference them often like what does that look like I reference them a lot, actually, but yeah, so <laughs> I guess I'll start with quality time because that one tends to be everyone, not everyone, but the more you look at love language studies, it shows that quality time is almost everybody's number one, mm-hmm. if not number two. I did see that, actually. It's like men and women. It's yeah. like, yeah. Every, mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think we live in a society nowadays that's like we don't feel like we have very much time. So when someone does give you their time, you feel like it's valued and you feel like they value you and you value them if you're willing to give them that. For sure. So quality time, that's kind of how I see that. And I kind of almost use it as a cursor, you know what I mean? Like, okay, yes, if that's your number one, now what's your number two? Because that will tell me a little bit more specific about you. Right. Like how you receive and give. Mm -hmm. Um, 
Wait, actually, can we back up? Because I this is kind of impromptu, but I think with each one, I kind of want to give like a maybe like do's and do nots. Like, um, okay. Yeah, I know. Sorry, this is kind of off the cuff, and I can help you there too because I'm just thinking of quality time in general. Like, and I can kind of run like start this off really quick, just top of mind. But obviously, quality time is one of mine. But like. So I get really upset when I'm with someone and they're not present, right? Like if I'm really, you know, enjoying our time, took time out of my day to like be there in this moment with, you know, especially when it's one-on-one time and the person is constantly on their phone, not making eye contact, seeming disinterested, like that is a super turnoff and a red flag. (laughs) For sure. No, I 100% get that. And I would say, I will still say this to start the podcast too, just for some reference. I was in a long-term relationship uh, throughout college so a lot of times I'll reference the partnership and kind of how we navigated different love languages and whatnot but I feel like you know I've been when I was with that person he didn't have a lot of time Mm -hmm. he did not have a lot of time at, at all like very tight schedule so when I would be you know thinking like oh you're gonna be at my house by 9 p.m like you're gonna be here at 9 and then you show up at 10 it's like I'm thinking like you're wasting the little time that we do have together uh, by being late or like not respecting the time. Mm, you know I mean? Yeah. Time, like I'm going to show up when I show up because now they're disrespecting the fact that your time is valuable. So I think that's like a challenge too because yes, they're giving you what little time they do have, but they're also not setting it like a realistic standard of what that time is going to look like. So I think that how somebody feels like they're giving you a lot and you don't feel like you're receiving a lot, it all matters. Like, it all comes down to communication on that front. Well, and it's all, yeah, it's all relative, too. Sure, 100%. I 100% agree. I think every single love language is is relative to that person and how they receive and give it. So, you know, you said take don't, but a do in quality time is, again, you know, being present, also setting realistic expectations on what that time is going to be and what it's going to look like. Mm. And also just, like, Making it a priority. I think making somebody a priority in your routine in your life or, or, you know, not even routine, but just in your life right. by giving them your time to listen, to be present, whatever it might look like, that's a way that a lot of people receive and uh, give their love. Yeah. So. I agree with that. Okay. So on to the next one. So physical touch. You were about to speak about that. Physical touch. Yes. Uh, physical touch is so hard because I feel like a lot of people vary on this based on who it's they're with you know what I mean yes can I wait I'm sorry I want to interject real quick my friend India actually she spoke on this real like really briefly and I was like I don't think I've always said this like I don't think physical touch is one of my top love languages and she kind of reframed my mind and she was like well I think it is one of mine which is why or my reason why it's not one of mine is because I'm like, I, you know, don't really like to like cuddle or like touch, you know, everyone or anyone really. And she's like, well, it is my, one of my top ones, which is why like, I'm so picky on who I am around. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's that, does that make sense? Like, she's not like out there touching and hugging and like holding hands with everyone, but it is one of her top love languages, but she's very specific on who she shares that with. Yeah. No, I totally understand. And I, as a child, my dad used to reference that when I was mad at him, I wouldn't give him a hug when I came in the door. Mm. Like, that was my way of showing it, and that was my way of taking it away. Right, you were, like, as reserving adult, it. I can understand, yes, as an adult, I can understand it. Probably not the best thing to do in a relationship, uh, because, you know, you don't want somebody to feel 
like you don't love them. Not the point. Point being is that you know that was kind of an example of where I felt like you know my touch is some way that I'm showing you that I'm happy and I want to be here and I enjoy being in your presence. But as somebody who has always been a very touchy child, like I mean, you can test to this too, but like. Yeah, you're a, you're a cuddly person. Yes, I like to just be close, and I like, but, like, as soon as I'm turned off or completely, like, or if I'm upset, I'm like, don't get near me in a 10-foot fall. Right. I don't give a shit. I don't, can I say fuck? I don't know. I don't give a fuck. Yeah. Like, so, I don't want. Dude, do you know who I am, bro? I have a freaking sailor's mouth. I know. I just want to make sure. I don't have to get bleeped out. Yeah. But, no, we're not editing yeah, so, this. <laughs> do and don't. For that one, I would say, like, depending on the person, it's always respect. Like, you have to respect their boundaries mm-hmm. because you can't, like, be perceptive. You know what I mean? You have to be aware of what your partner or friend or family member is feeling. If they don't want you to touch them, you better not fucking touch them. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, give them their space because somebody who values touch like that doesn't want their choice to have it taken away. Right. So, like, if you are continually trying when they're mad at you, like, no, like, that's get off you know what I mean like mm-hmm. go away well here's like, oh go ahead but I was gonna say like if somebody's like sad or happy and like all they want is like a hug you can give them the fucking hug you know what I mean like it's, I just feel like to me because it is one of my love languages my top two it's kind of like I, I just don't feel hard for me even if I don't feel like giving somebody a hug but I can tell like they need one mm-hmm. or they want one like I can do that you know what I mean like that's something I can give them so I, that's something that I would say. It's like if you know somebody wants that and needs that, you can give that willingly and mm-hmm. freely, free. Right. I do love hugs. I will say that. I'm a, I'm a big hugger. Um, like whether or not it's my first time meeting you or whatever, you know, like that cliche, like someone goes in for a handshake and the other person's like, I'm a hugger. Like I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm totally that person. Um, but something just dawned on me, like, okay, so take out, um, you know, family like all of that like say you're on a first date with someone okay and someone's love language can be physical touch the other person like me is not so much and like I've been in a situation like that where someone like makes a move too fast or like they try to hold my hand or like you know do something like that and I just get completely like turned off basically you know what I mean but like I said it's all relative so for the other person they're like, this is how I'm showing interest. But, for the, you know, if someone else isn't on the same page or, like, isn't, you know, that's not my love language, it's like, okay, I actually hate this. Well, the first thing that I thought of when you said that was perception. Like, you have to be perceptive. Yeah. I think all of relationships and all of your life has to be spent. Like, no, I don't think you should spend your entire time when you're with somebody watching their mannerisms and their body language, but, like, that's a huge part of communicating. Yeah. Like, telling, being able to tell if somebody's uncomfortable, I don't, I don't fault people for the first time, because it's kind of like, they don't know, you know what I mean? Like, you got a vibe, check them, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, for sure. to be able to say, like, okay, like, you show that, like, that's not what you want, and if they continue to do that, I think that's, that's where I'm kind of like, no, you didn't, you didn't respect the boundary that I set by, like, my body language, and some people might argue that you shouldn't have to. Like, you shouldn't explicitly say something if you don't like it. But That you should explicitly somebody, say something? Yeah, like, you can't expect somebody to know your boundary unless you tell them. But right. I feel like my body language is telling you, and you're not perceptive enough to catch that. I'm not interested. For sure. Like, it's like, you know, like, they have to be aware of you. And I feel like I'm hyper aware of other people and myself. So if people can't catch on to that, I'm not. I'm not really 
entertaining. Not, I don't want to like not vibing. <laughs> well, that's yeah, hard too. Like, as someone who is like self-aware and just like aware of your surroundings and other people in general, like someone who is perceptive, right? It's almost like uh, we see a world in a certain way that we hope, you know, everyone else sees it that same way. But some people are just completely oblivious and can't take social cues. But yeah, that's definitely tricky. I just think. Yeah, first dates and, like, getting into it is a lot different. Like I said, I think it's, like, cues and also just, like, pacing yourself and realizing that, like, the other person may not be on the same page. But obviously when you're with your partner, it's kind of, like, we'll get into that later about if you can be with someone if you love physical touch and the other person doesn't. Yeah, yeah, we can definitely get I'm curious on your take. Okay. Um, all right, so we have physical touch and we have quality time so far. Quality so next one. Yeah. Let's do gifts. I think gifts is a hard one for people because I think gifts can be interpreted on like a monetary value of a gift or thoughtfulness of a gift. Mm. I think it comes down to again subjective, whatever you like or whatever you want. It's a way of showing that you're thinking about somebody. You know what I mean? I'm saying like I my sister might be bad though. I say this because I think she listens to your podcast, but Elena, my sister, has always been a gifts person. She's always really liked the fact that, you know, you thought of her and you bought her something and she likes it and she feels, like, valued. Like, she sees value in the value of the gift. Oh, I'm getting, oh, um, uh, value, like, monetary value or, like, Both, like, okay. value and monetary value. It's, like, it just came down to the fact that you were willing to spend something on something you thought of her about and, like, it would make her happy. So, like, she saw the value in the gift, like, not just the monetary value, but the business value, if that makes any sense. But, so, gifts are hard because they're not mine. You know what I mean? So, that one was a very interesting one to read about. They are mine. <laughs> we'll get to that later, but, yeah, definitely. Yeah, it, I guess it comes down to, you know, like, I like thoughtfulness. And if somebody got me a thoughtful gift, that would matter more to me than being like, oh, I bought you something expensive. Look how pretty it is. For no, it's like, I bought this sure. and I thought of you and it made me think of you and I thought you'd really like it. I don't care if it's $10 or $10,000. I mean, well, you know what I'm saying. <laughs> hey, yeah. <laughs> you want to buy me a car, go for it. But, uh, well, yeah. just to give a little like excerpt. But, you know, they kind of just. No, yeah. <laughs> no, to give a little excerpt on that, like. Just because mine, I mean, we're going to talk about this later, but whatever, interject right now. Um, Mine isn't monetary value. It is literally, like, the thought. And the number one example I think of, um, it was Christmas of 2020, and it was my first Christmas in my apartment, and my mom brought over, like, a mini Christmas tree, and, like, I think she thrifted, like, mini ornaments, so it's, like, a little, like, kind of keepsake thing I can use every year, like, the ornament part of it. When I say I bawled my eyes out, <laughs> like it was probably like a $15 tree. Like it, like it's not the monetary value. It's the fact of like, for me, it's like feeling seen and feeling heard. Like, you know what I'm saying? It's like, you knew me so much that I literally, like you were able to, I don't know, like you just know me and you were able to get something that reflected yeah, the thoughtfulness, and so that was just a little excerpt. So I don't think monetary, and like you said, it can go both ways, but mine is definitely, like, the thoughtfulness of it. For sure. That was a, that was a nice little voice. <laughs> For sure. For sure. It's okay. <laughs> um, I don't know. I think gifts are hard because it's, like, don't buy your way out of trouble. Like, mm. don't give gifts in turn for communication. 
like, don't think that, that you cannot say sorry, but you show up with a gift. Like, to me, that isn't ideal. Unless like, the gift is an icebreaker into the conversation. But sure, 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 sure. I just kind of, I, like, I always associate gifts with kind of, like, a, like gifts like that and a don't-wise is you're using it in place of something else. Like, mm-hmm. you want it to make up for your shortcoming elsewhere. Right. So you're like, oh, here's a gift. Like, let me placate you with this thing. And instead, I would have rather you just, like, came to the dinner, you know, or whatever. Yeah. I don't know. So. Like the principal. Yeah, for sure. What do you think? Um, I think, like I said, I think that if it's in place of, the conversation, like, I don't want you just to come, like you said, if they missed a dinner or we had plans and they, you know, were negligent and forgot about it or whatever, didn't, you know, plan their time accordingly. Um, that's super frustrating. And like, just to show up with a gift is not enough. Like if you want to show up with a gift to like segue into, you know, I know you like gifts, like here's incense. Yeah. Like an apology and like a comfort, like an honest, like communicative, you know, conversation where you're like able to hear me out and why I'm upset and the principle about things and like obviously not do it again. But I definitely agree if you're just giving gifts in place of like basically a distraction, right? It's like, I want you to forget of the wrongdoing. Um, I don't agree with that. And also I think a don't for gifts, don't do it as like, oh my God, wait, I just lost my train of thought. Fuck. Okay, don't do it because you have to. No, I was I was picturing like love bombing. So don't do it in place of like or like trying to impress or you know what I'm saying like from a superficial way. And that's where I think monetary comes into play because obviously if you have someone who really cares about you and knows you, like they'll put more thought into the gift as opposed to like someone just trying to buy you a fifty thousand dollar watch because they're trying to like shower you with gifts and impress you and like keep you around for that. You know what I'm saying? So I guess. Yeah, the superficiality, if that's a word, um, of it, too, makes no, a big makes difference. It makes me laugh just thinking about it, because I'm like, if you want to really want to dine me and take me out to eat, like, I don't need, them, I don't need something to, like, wear. I want something I can eat. No. <laughs> like, that just makes me really happy. Like, take me to a nice restaurant and, like, wine and dine the shit out of me. I will, you know, like, I will receive your love. Like, that is a, I will absolutely receive that gift. Take right. me out to dinner, baby. <laughs> I know. Oh, my gosh, that would be so fun. Um, no, okay, so gifts. And so, quality time, physical touch, gifts, uh, words of affirmation. Girl. Should uh, we, let's end with yeah. words of affirmation. Let's do acts of service okay, next. Okay. <laughs> acts of service, acts of service are great because I work in healthcare and I totally understand the value of giving, pe- like giving help to people, helping people, you know, because I think that, I don't know if that's just a way that I'm really, I'm, I'm, Adept? No, what's the word? Not inept, but like, what is it when like I'm really like you're good at something? It's easy, it's natural. Innate. Uh, I don't think of the word, but innate. Maybe I don't know. I'm good at it. I like I like doing things for people. <laughs> I do the damn thing. So for me, I do it. Yeah, like I'm like, oh, okay. Like for example, one time, boyfriend said boyfriend at the time was gone. He needed to borrow my car because his car wouldn't start or whatever it was, and his car was a freaking mess. And he was gone, and I knew he had been mentioning, I need to clean my car. I need to clean my car. And it was, like, a Saturday, and I was like, I can clean your car. You know what I mean? Like, what else am I doing? I'm just kind of waiting for you to come back from the meeting that you're at. So I'm like, I'll clean your car. And so I spent, like, bro, hours, like, go doing the laundry, like, reorganizing everything. Like, I'm telling you, I've never seen a fuller car, a thing, just, like, cleats 
and jerseys and sweatshirts. I was like, dude, you need to get this shit together. So I spent hours cleaning it. He came back. I was like, I have a surprise for you. And he was blown that I spent my day doing that because I like, he knows how valuable the time is. You know what I mean? And he was like, that is the best gift you could have given me today. I appreciate it so much. Like, because he didn't have the time to do it, nor did he have the patience to do it. Mm-hmm. So it was kind of something that I knew that he would be happy about. So I was like, okay, like, why not, you know? Yeah. So, actually, service can range from, like, giving people, I mean, some of my, like, no, I mean, I guess, actually, service can be anything. Sending the kitchen for your partner, or cleaning their car, or, you know, helping your mom with dinner, or, you know, going to pick somebody up when their car breaks down. Like, you're doing something that makes their life easier. Right. And I think that, that is such a, again, thing that you have to be cognizant about. Like, you have to be cognizant for it to be like, this is what this person needs in this moment. How can I help them? Right. Like, what can I do with my time and my energy to make their life easier? For sure. that's what you're doing. When you're serving somebody, you're doing something for them, giving to them. So, to me, like, an act of service can be anything. Giving your partner a massage, like. Oh, bruh. Listen, I need a partner that loves acts of service because your girl needs a massage. Bro, what? We did cleans today. Oh, it hurt. It hurt. Uh, Someone's listening. Help. (laughs) Yeah, so I guess that's how I would define, you know, acts of service. You know, giving, giving them something they need in a time or action, Mm -hmm. you know, you're so, not monetary. So, it's kind of a mix of, like, gifts and quality time. Yeah. <laughs> you're giving something that they want, and you're also using your time to do it. Like, it's an action. It's not a, it's not a monetary thing. It's kind of interesting. An interesting concept. It is. And I will say for a while, like, while I was trying to kind of, like, decipher my own love languages, um, I would, I thought I was acts of service for a long time. Like, I still think I teeter the line because, like I said, I said it in my last podcast, like, you could go, this isn't necessarily a service, but, like, you could go and, like, drive past um, a patch of flowers and, like, pick them and bring them to me on the way home. You know what I'm saying? Like, it doesn't have to be monetary for me. Like, it really is the thought. And so, it's not a service, but I guess, like, I teeter that line for a very long time. Um, But I will say, I don't know if you have any, like, specific, I mean, I think the do's for this one are pretty obvious, but one don't that I can think of is like not holding it over someone's head. I think that takes out oh. the gen- genuinity. Is that a word? Um, I don't know. The genuine part, like the aspect of it. You know what I'm saying? Because I think a huge part yeah. of like the act of service is someone doing it selflessly and because they genuinely want to help you, not be so it's something they can hold over your head or you know use as leverage later. A thousand percent. I a thousand percent agree. I. I get really heated about throwing things in people's faces, like, or holding something over somebody's head, monetary, not monetary, time-wise, like, no, like, you should, if you wanted to use that against me at some point, you shouldn't have done it at all, because to me, like, once you give it and did it, like, have done it, you can't hold, like, you can't guilt me into, you can't guilt me by abusing that service, Mm -hmm. or you can't. You know what I'm trying to say. Yeah. So, yes, I a thousand percent agree. Well, and... Go ahead. I was just going to say, like, that that was kind of my only don't in the sense of, like, don't do it unless you actually want to do it. You know what I mean? Like, you have to do it because you actually will get pleasure. It's almost like, 
sex in a way. You know what I mean? Wait, like, it's like what? You broke up for a second. It's like sex. It's like you do it because you want to pleasure the other person, and that brings you pleasure to pleasure them. Like you want them. That's to, when like, it's most enjoyable when you're not yeah, selfish. When you're like, when you're selfless right. during sex, that's when it's better for everyone. <laughs> for sure, and that's what I'm saying is like you know you got to do it because like their happiness from you doing it makes you feel good, not because you want them to think like oh she's this or she's that. Like no, you did it because like you wanted them to be happy. Yes. And that's that. Like. Bump it. No, I think, yeah, I think the intention just in general, like really matters. Um, because we'll get into it in a second, but like, I also want to like my love language of giving is gifts. And, um, I never do it with the intention of receiving anything ever, like ever, ever, you know, I don't do it to be like, Oh, you, I don't know. That's just how I am. Like if I, and it's simple, like I could go hang out with a friend. I remember Kaylee mentioned, um, it was sometime like over the summer and, or whatever it was recently, but I, every time I come over, like when we would go out or pregame or whatever, like I would always bring like, you know, something for us to pregame with or like, you know, just little things, whatever, like a snack or just, I don't know, something like if I made her like made food, I would bring her like a bowl and I remember one time I came over empty-handed, and she was like, oh, I thought you were going to bring a drink or something. Like, you know yeah. what I mean? Not that she was expecting it, but, like, that's just how I show love is just, like, showing up with, like, a little something everywhere I go. Um, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Okay. So, oh, let's get into the big boy. Words of affirmation. <laughs> oh, man. I, and we will obviously talk about it a little bit later, but words of affirmation were, was a love language of mine that I did not think applied to me. Because, yes, words are nice and pretty, but actions are better. And I thought that you couldn't give me words and do the opposite in actions, and it'd be one of my love languages. Because if you tell me you love me, you don't act like you love me. I don't believe you. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I guess I always refuse. So, like, anybody can take anything, and it doesn't matter, like, if it's true or not. You know what I mean? People talk. Everyone talks. I talk a lot. Like, I get it. That's how we communicate, yeah. I know. And my therapist, who's 70, uh, helps me understand that a little bit more about words of affirmation. So it mostly came from the point that, like, people hurt you with words and they build you up with words. So when people tell you something nice, do you value that? Like, do you value the words that people share with you? You know what I mean? Do you Mm -hmm. value the, the... bad things that people say do you take it to heart you know what I mean like how much do you let words influence how you're receiving and giving your love yeah you know do you have to have somebody say I adore you you're a queen like whatever I don't necessarily see myself in that aspect yeah because I value communication so much that I try very hard to be very explicit with my words and very intentional with my words that I put a lot of value in them. Like, mm-hmm. I put a ton of value in it. If you're going to say that I'm a bitch, boy, you better back it up. You know what I mean? Like, right. You better back it up because I'm not going to forget it. Not in a way to, like, hold it over anybody or say anything negative. It's like, but if you said it, you're thinking it, and I need you to, like, you know what I mean? Like, you can't take it back. You can't take it back. Say it with your chest and tell me why. Like you said, yeah. back it up. Like, don't, like, words right. are not fluff to me. Like, they have substance. So, like, make it dense. Like, don't just say shit just to be saying it. Right. No, I... agree and I think that again people everything about love languages is subjective everything we do in life is really relative on how 
we as humans, as individuals, perceive and receive and give. And it's not, like, based on anybody else. So I'm speaking from my experience. And obviously the love language is both because it's a little bit more of an objective view. Mm-hmm. But speaking from a subjective view, I think that what you say really matters. And what you say can really hurt people and it can really help people. And it, like, that's how you feel loved. You feel loved when someone says, you know... I appreciate you. Thank you so much for your hard work. We mm-hmm. make a great team. Like other ways to build people up other than just saying like you're pretty. You know, I, I think that's yeah. where it gets like lost in translation. Like as like what is the compliment or how are you using the words? But no, like words are literally the building blocks of communication. Literally, that's the dumbest thing ever. But yes, it is the building blocks of communication. <laughs> so your words matter. Like your words matter. And I think that people forget that very often. Yes, I, so this is twofold. Everything you said was very spot on. Um, You, after our conversation on Sunday, I just came to the recent realization that I, you amongst one other person basically like confirmed that I probably, words of affirmation is one of my love languages. Um, And I think for a while, why I always kind of neglected it was because like you just said, I, I always thought it was like, oh, you're pretty, you're beautiful, you're hot, you're this, you're that. And, like, that doesn't really do anything for my ego because I'm a very, like, my ego is very internal. And so um, as far as, like, aesthetics are concerned, right? Like, if I feel pretty, like, no one can tell me otherwise. You know what I'm saying? But if I'm having <laughs> yeah. if I'm having a bad day, like, also probably no one can tell me otherwise, um, like, confidence-wise. And so I get, like ego boost or disruptions with like character you know what I'm saying as far as affirmation so when people say I'm proud of you like you're working hard or like you're inspiring like this is really helping me or you know what I'm saying stuff like that and I wouldn't call it ego but it it essentially probably is um oops but that really helps not helps, but like, I don't know. It just, I guess it affirms me and like who I am and what I'm doing. And it's a sense of validation, um, of like my character. Like one of my favorite compliments, like I like compliments about my character, about my personality, not like things are, that are more perceptive as opposed to just like, you're bad. You know what I'm saying? Like that shit literally, it honestly, it infuriates me. Like, I don't want those kind of compliments. They're not original and they're not like flattering. I'm like, I have so much more substance. Like, what do you mean? And not even on the compliment, complimentary side, but um, like you said, just words in general. Like there are still some things that people have said to me that I will never forget, you know, hurtful or whether yeah. I, I romanticize them. I'm just like, and I, you know, may not hold on to it anymore with an emotion, but it's something that I won't forget. And it's something that they probably, if I brought it up to them, they're like, what are you talking about? I never said that. You know what I mean? Um, because they are valuable. And what I was going to say was, I remember my dad asked me like a few months ago, he was like, you know, what are the qualities that you're looking for in a guy? Not looking for, but like that you kind of require. And um, instead of naming concrete qualities, I just was like things I was looking for. So the first one I said was like someone who speaks to me in a way that they're carrying their words so carefully because they value how I'm receiving them. Um, if that makes sense. And yeah, it's because that's how I feel like, and I haven't always been this way. I don't think like 
you knew me five years ago, I was like, I want to become an articulate person. <laughs> and so through that, through that journey, like I, the way, same as you, the way I speak to people, the way I converse, I, you know, words are heavy and like, I don't want to give them to someone who can't carry them or, you know, who doesn't value them. And so I think that's important to like have people in your life that are speaking to you, not delicately, not tiptoeing around, but like, you know what I'm saying? They're just caring how, caring how you are receiving it on the other end. Um, yeah. Cause words cut deep, man. I don't think I realized fully how much they mattered until I changed. I currently work as a medical assistant. I go to PA school in the spring, but I... You're going to PA I, school? <laughs> oh, girl. I'm so excited. And now the point. Point I'm, being <laughs> is that I, I have a next step, and that's what I am initiating that with, is that I want to be a provider myself, which means that, like, you're in charge of the healthcare for other people. Mm-hmm. And I worked with a doctor before who, you know, maybe once a month told me good job. And I was new at the mm. job. Like, I'd never done this job before. And then I start working for this other doctor who I've now been working with for over a year, and I could not say better things about him. He's a ph- phenomenal physician, super smart guy. But every single day when I would come and work at his clinic before I decided to take a job there, he would say, you did a really great job today. We're an awesome team. Thank you so much for your hard work. Right. It really means a lot that you showed up here today. And I was like, bitch, what? Like, <laughs> What do you mean? Like, I'm up here blushing. Like, I did a good job. Are you sure? Who, me? (laughs) Like, like, did I get a cookie? Like, I don't know. Like, (laughs) so dumb. But I was like, it's a genuine compliment. It was a genuine compliment. Like, I tried hard. And it went somewhere. You know, it was valued. It's acknowledgement. It's acknowledged, yes. And it's like, you don't feel like we're just... It gets a little deep when I say this, but it's like, we are one person who exists in a world of billions of people mm-hmm. and at the same time we bump into people all the time every day all the, like everything we do involves other people it almost feels like in some capacity and it's like we all just want to feel like we have an impact that we have like our presence is valued our personality is valued our uniqueness is important and it is but i feel like a lot of times we forget that because it's never reiterated yeah. it's never discussed or talked about because you know like a lot of people don't receive compliments well but at the same time maybe you're just not complimenting them in a way that they actually care about or matter like it matters to them you know or maybe they don't have the confidence and your compliments would build them up but you don't do it because you don't want them to say like oh it was nothing it's fine right like shit the more confident you feel and you get the less you care about how people receive like not receive your words but like the less people's words affect you in a negative way and the more your words can help somebody in a positive way Mm. so yeah no I really like that I think too what you said about I think everyone just wants to be seen and um like you said just And and heard and just feeling like they have a place in this world and I think a lot of huh like, they're just valued. Yeah, they're like valued. they're valued as people. Right. Like, if I leave this world tomorrow, like, you guys will give a shit. You know what I mean? Um, is ultimately what it boils down to. But I think, like you said, how some people don't know how to receive compliments. I was like that for a very long time. And, like, just in my womanhood, am I able to, like, say thank you and not be like, no, like, you're lying. You know what I'm saying? Like, those kind of, like, little yeah. petty. And I think a lot of it is a defense mechanism because either you're not confident or you never had that reinforcement growing up. I did, but you know what I'm saying? Like some people don't. And so it's like, they don't know how to 
receive a compliment. Like, that's hard for some people. I think it's more of a confidence thing. Um, but... Oh, like, it does... Like, I, I constantly am trying to, like... It almost... It sounds terrible, and I actually don't know if I should say it, but it's almost like people are, like, dogs in a way. Like, you have to positively... Bitch, I'm a dog. <laughs> you have to positively reinforce, and you have to, like, not negatively uh, discipline, but, like, you reinforce the positive things, and it makes it... You, like less likely that you're gonna have to punish in, in quotation marks, right? Because like we say things a lot of times for a couple of reasons, but a lot sorry for that noise. Um, like if it's you know you might not think it's as negative as it is, or you might say it and not mean it, or you say it and you mean it and you didn't mean to say it, you know. Mm-hmm. But like if you are constantly thinking, what can I make them feel good about, even though there are things they can work on, what did you do well? You know what I mean? Like, how did you handle this in a good way? Right. So a lot of times I'll say something, like if I'm training somebody, I'd be like, that was a really great start. <laughs> I'm laughing because it's like... We love the effort, yeah. however. It's for effort, and, and I try so hard to stop saying but, but and, not but and, mm, but... You I know, like that, and yeah. Instead. Because, yes, that was a really great start, and we can work on the end, right. you know? Or let's try again for the end. And it's just something where, you know, you have to think. People sometimes shut down when you're trying to help or criticize or give them negative, like not negative feedback, but it's like, it's not positive, it's negative. So I'm saying negative, but like negative feedback can really make people not give a shit and like not want to care or stop listening. Mm-hmm. So I try really hard to use the words as like a positive reinforcement in the sense of what did you do well? What are you really good at? What do I really appreciate about you? Or what in your efforts that I really do? I really did see that you tried, and I still had a hard time with X, Y, Z. You know, because a lot of times we have to turn think about us. I, I expected this. This is what you did, and I can totally appreciate the effort that you went through. It's just not something that I understood at the time, or whatever. And so again, being yeah. articulate. You know, trying to figure out how to make your words seem clear. Um, and that's an approach too that I haven't been to therapy yet, but I've just heard like through podcasts of communicating with anyone really, um, is using I statements instead of you statements. So like you said, just that, I don't think this is really positive reinforcement, but instead of just like, you know, people do shut down if you're just like you, 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 you make me feel this way, you do this, you do that. Instead of like, I felt this way because, or I, you know what I'm saying? So just, um, yeah, and even if you start with, like, a compliment or some sort of just, you're doing great, sweetie, but, or and, <laughs> you can also do better. <laughs> yeah, I think that's a, and, and yeah, I'm going to start, I'm going to try yeah. that, though, like, instead of but, do It and. really has shifted perspective, honestly, because I feel like when you say but, you totally disregard, like, yes, you did this, but it could have been better. Oh. Like, it's just, you kind of take it away, you know, like, I'm sorry, but like, no, don't say you're sorry then. I just got triggered because every time my dad and I would talk, um, and he like, I'm a pretty articulate person. I don't yell in arguments because I can literally disassemble your entire argument and keep the same exact tone. And like, you'll go ballistic because you're trying to scream at me and I'm just, you know, whatever. Anyways, I like, um, uh, word warfare but anytime like I would say something and I would go like on a tangent or whatever and then he would say okay okay I hear you but and like every time and it drove me 
insane. Like, I wouldn't even let him finish his sentence. I'm just like, you can't say but because that literally makes everything I said feel so inferior and, like, you didn't even hear me. You know, like, it, it's, it's such a small, minute word, and he may not even have meant it that way, but, like you said, on the receiving end, it feels like you're disregarding all of, you know, the good things that I just said or whatever else. So, yeah, I think it's it seems really small, but in the grand scheme, like, I think it really does go a long way. So, thank you for that pro tip. Yeah. All right, love. Next, do you have another another. Those are, so those are all the love languages, yeah. So now we're going to get into yeah. yours, mine, and ours. <laughs> um, so basically, if you want to, well, we can go back and forth. So if you want to tell your two love languages of how you receive love, and I'll give mine, and then we can do how we give love. And then we'll get into um, my Instagram polls and kind of the results and things uh, that people gave as responses. Perfect. Um, in case you guys couldn't tell from the earlier... From the entire <laughs> podcast. Um, um, my love languages are physical touch and words of affirmation. Um, and a lot of times, I guess, for me personally, where I see those most show up, work when it comes to words of affirmation, for sure. Like, if I did something wrong, I need somebody to tell me what happened and like, how to fix it for the next time. Like, I'm very constructive in that part. I like the constructiveness of words mm-hmm. versus, like, the negative aspect of them. But... Uh, then I guess, I guess I could say words in relationships tend to come down to, like, I need you to communicate. Like, I need you to tell me how you feel. Not necessarily how you feel about me, but, like, how you feel. And you being willing to express your emotions is a way that I receive that love. Of, like, you're giving a shit and you're trying hard to tell me something, and I can receive that. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Uh, physical touch. Oh, man. Everywhere. All the time. It's very weird being in a stage of life where I'm kind of isolated. I lived in a, in a space in a new city for two years now, um, not in relationships, not even really pursuing anything with anybody. Um, friend-wise, it's like, have you ever tried to hug adults? Like, adults don't like hugs very often. I had a couple of friends along the way that, like, are also, like, receptive to hugs and, like, I just, like, stand close. Like, I don't know how else to explain it. Like, I want your body to eat. Not, like, in a weird way, but... Anyway, so physical touch for me is everything. Like, I give a comforting hand when somebody's upset. I give a hug when I feel like somebody needs one. Like, I, I give I give whatever I can while being also appropriate. Because I enjoy... Like, I want somebody to feel warmth and like that's the way that I can give my warmth in a very rhetorical way is that so we were talking about receiving but so is it both like do you think you give and receive for for sure I don't even mean to like I I genuinely don't even mean to I like I had one friend call me out on it my senior year of college we were in a group project together and he was like like touch is definitely one of your love languages I was like what do you mean like I obviously knew it was and he was like, anytime we're having a bad day, you put a hand on the shoulder. You know what I mean? Mm. Like, you you show that, that, like, you are on their level with them. Like, you're leveling with their emotions. You're empathetic towards their emotions by touching them. Like, in, in some way, shape, or form. But, like, don't get me wrong. Like I said, I'm a very perceptive person. And I can definitely tell when people do not want to be touched. Right. And I respect that super hard. Like, I would never overstep that boundary just because I wanted it or felt like I should give it. So... 
I'm both. I like hugs. I like struggles. I like all of it. I like all of it. So, that's me. What about you? I don't love physical touch as much. I do love hugs. I don't know. I think I do. I just, um, there's a barrier. Like, I need to be really comfortable with you. I have to, like, love you, love you. Um, but so definitely gifts. I already talked about that. It's not monetary value. I just like the thoughtfulness behind it. Like I, I talk a lot, you know, like I'm pretty expressive. Like, I don't know. I just like people being seen. (laughs) It goes back to that. Like, you know, you know who I am and you know what I like friends from anyone. Like one of my best friends, Shaniqua got me a freaking rose quartz, um, Sagittarius, like, pipe for Christmas and I literally cried when I opened it like I don't know I just it doesn't take much I just like um being seen and you know the thought behind it and then also I mean I guess words of affirmation like damn it I'm gonna rip the band-aid off and go with it because I've been stubborn for too long not able to admit it but yeah I do because then like I think about you know some friendships or relationships that I have where I guess they're not really giving me the words of affirmation. Like I don't feel like verbally supported or seen or heard or affirmed. And I notice it and I kind of like, it makes me shut down. Like I don't give as much about my personal life or my, you know, entrepreneurial endeavors. Like if I feel like it's not going to be reciprocated, like the same excitement or the same, like, Oh hell yeah, that's awesome. Or like, Oh, I'm proud of you. So I think that's something I'm learning about myself too is, um, if it's someone that I kind of don't feel those words of affirmation from or I haven't felt them in the past, like, I just, you know, kind of stay reserved about things that I don't want them to, like, burst my bubble, basically. And they're not doing it on purpose, right? Like, none of these things are, you know, intentional, but um, just kind of things that I'm noticing. Um, And then, obviously, quality time. That was my number one before I even knew that it was everyone's (laughs) number one, which I think is an innate thing anyways because, like, we're human. We're kind of built on community for survival. Um, but being with my people and my friends and like, especially if it's a romantic partner that I'm really interested in, like that one-on-one time is just so invaluable. Like it'll never be enough, but you know, it always feels good to, to have it when we can. Um, all right. So now we're going to do, uh, receiving. So how you receive love best. Are they always the same, or can they be different? Can you give and receive uh, love differently? I think so. I mean, I also think you give. I think an appropriate relationship step is giving love in a way that your partner receives it. Mm-hmm. So I think that you can give love differently than you receive it. I think you can also. I think you can. I'm, I honestly can't recall both lives. It's been a while since I read it, but um, if they gave information on that, but. <clears throat> I guess I receive it a lot by time. Like, I guess somebody, like, taking the time. Um, I always I always used to say, like, when I was in high school, I'd say time is money, and I'm not going to waste mine on, your, on you kind of thing because in a bad way, just kind of, you know, I recognize that I'm a very busy person, and if I totally am interested in your energy, I will, like, give up sleep. I will give up, like, Bruh. whatever it is that I have to give up like live like I just I get it goes back you know you want to be seen you want to be heard you want to be light like as much as we try to talk about it and be like we're confident humans like yes 100% 
I like who I am, and I have worked very hard to get to a point where I understand who I am Preach. and I enjoy her on her own, you know? Yeah. So I can acknowledge that I like me, and I value honesty and respect more than I value being liked, but it doesn't take away the fact that I want to be liked still. Like, I still want people to be like, she's cool. Like, I like her energy because I like my energy. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. Like, I like me. And so I'm like, I, it doesn't hurt when people don't like you, but it, it comes down to, like, do they think you're worth their time? So I'm worth my time. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I spend a lot of time by myself because I enjoy it. And so when people spend their time with me, I always thank them. I'm like, thank you for being here. Thank you for coming over. Thank you for hanging out with me thank you for talking to me i love connection i love feeling connected to other people in a very worldly sense i mean shoot shit i talk to patients all day over 65 and let me tell you i connect with those people like crazy and i'm like how old am i again because i feel like i'm 65 too like i really do so personally to me it just comes down to like i receive it really well with quality time overarching you know what i mean like from everybody but I would say sometimes, I, I, I don't know it sounds weird, but a lot of times I ask for what I need. Like, I will say... Can confirm. I, yeah. I'm like, I'm feeling a little insecure about this. Can you please validate that this is not what you're thinking? And if it is, can we talk about it? Or I'm feeling really sad and I need a hug. Can you please give me a hug? Like, I can communicate my needs. So I receive love in a lot of different ways because I understand that people aren't like the people I the people who are in my life are not bad people and they're actually amazing people and I know that they love me and I know that whatever I might be feeling might be just like self-inflicted wounds you know like I'm creating these narratives and whatnot and I have to be the one to be like you can't read my mind but this is what I need this is what I want can you give this to me and if not that's totally okay I feel like it's been a whole new thing for me to be like you have the capacity for this conversation right now. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, like, do you have the capacity to give this, this, or that? So, that's kind of how. What about you? Um, yeah, I think it honestly might be the same of... Wait, our, we talked about the first ones were giving, right? How we give? Yeah. I thought they were... I don't know. Honestly, I think mine are the same. I really think it's like words of affirmation and um, gifts. Like I think mine are how I give and receive. Um, Obviously quality time. I'm quite literally willing to lose sleep over it. Like if I'm enjoying someone's company, as much as I value sleep, I literally have gone to bed at like 5 a.m. Like just to like be in someone's company. Um, And I know you've done the same. So definitely that. But yeah, just gifts and words, words, damn it. Like... That's why I just, conversation is so important to me. Like, it's such a barrier if there's someone that can't get deep or can't dig deeper or can't. It's such a turn off. It's such, such a, a bro, turn off. It uh, is. Guys, family, such a turn off. Like, dude, dig a little deeper. Like, did, give me a real life answer. <laughs> like, an answer and just be able to, like, I don't know. It's frustrating. I don't get frustrated, but it's just heartening, I guess, when people can't reciprocate whether it's depth or whether it's like curiosity or I don't know. And I guess some people just don't have the language to be able to do it. And like, I kind of said this before, I mean, it can be a learned behavior. Um, I mean, I literally told you five years ago, I was like, I have a goal of becoming more articulate. 
and like I kind of you know do things to make that happen but there's just some people that just don't have it you know what I mean like they just don't have the capacity to dig and um you won't be my person like we're not gonna sit here and talk about the gym for three hours like yeah I I will say one of my thoughts that I've had recently was that the word why is one of my favorite words it Mm. has been since I was a child I want to understand why I want to it's been a problem in the workplace at some time at some points when they're like are you questioning authority or are you really just curious I'm like I'm genuinely just curious I just want to understand I want to understand and that's where it all comes from is that why did you do it? Because I felt like it. Okay, but, like, why did you feel like it? Because right. I wanted to hurt you. Why did you want to hurt me? Because I was insecure because you did this. Like, there is always a layer behind it. There is always intention behind our actions and always intention behind our words. And I think that people who are unable to explain and articulate why they do what they do and why they feel what they feel, it's kind of like, I'm bored. You know what I mean? Like, I'm unstimul- like I'm understimulated. I need, I need some type of, like, understanding like you need to understand you for me to be able to understand you and i understand me well enough to know that if you don't understand you i'm not interested bruh if that makes sense does it make sense literally on last week's episode my number one quality about a romantic partner is emotional intelligence like if you don't know you like i know me and i'm trying to know me and i'm actively trying to know me more and if you don't even have an interest to be able to dig a little deeper and sink deeper in knowing you, I don't want to know you. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, if you don't know you, why would I want to know you? For sure. I 100% agree. Um, okay, so let's talk about the people of my lovely Instagram. So I gave a few polls, and I even had an open-ended question. So if you're listening and you did respond, much appreciated. Um, these are super interesting to look at always. So the first poll I did was, do you know your love languages? Excuse me. Um, and 87% said I do and 13% said I don't. So that was, I think kind of expected. I think love languages like are pretty universally talked about, if not mentioned in passing. So That wasn't a huge shocker to me. Um, This was extremely shocking to me because I'll just read it. So I asked, have you ever had an open conversation about love languages with your partner? And 90% said I have. Um, 10% obviously said I have not. And I voted I have not because I also haven't been in like a long-term enough relationship, I think, to where maybe that had to be expressed or like, I didn't give a shit enough to like even bring it up because I wasn't interested. Um, but I just found that extremely like it honestly put a smile on my face. You know that the fact I mean, most people answering these polls are our age, right? So like 30 or younger for the most part. And I don't know, it's just super encouraging like that people are willing to talk, have this conversation with their romantic partner because um, I haven't. And I don't know. Do you have any thoughts on that? Are you shocked by the number? Personally, no. I think it's appropriate in a sense because I think that it's a communication tool. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I keep keep reiterating that, but I feel like I have to understand what you need. Like, I, I can't give you what you need unless you tell me. I mean, we kind of talked about it earlier today, even. It's like, I can't read your mind. And I don't expect you to be able to read my mind. So I need to be able to, you know, 
tell you what I need, communicate what I need. And I understand that not everybody's like that, and I talk more than the average human, but I also can say that I'm happy to hear that, and I'm proud of our generation in general. I feel like we're so much more open about emotions and, like, what we're feeling and how we're feeling it, and I think people get stuck on, like, the like we're perpetuating mental health problems because mm-hmm. we keep talking about it, but I also feel like because it is so universal and because everyone does feel the same emotions it is important to be able to communicate those and identify them and ask for what you need and say what you want like i'm proud like shit that just makes me proud of people i'm like you No, same. Like I was super proud. And I think I was just shocked because I do have a lot of faith in our generation and our people. Um, And like I said, I haven't been in a long term enough relationship to where this probably had to come up. Right. Like if, you know, whatever. But um, I don't know. I was just shocked because like I just know so many people in unhappy relationships and where, you know, they're not being loved in the way that they need, but maybe they're not talking about it. I don't know. Maybe I'm just being cynical, but I'm glad, you know, I also just say that I probably asked that question on the first date. Love languages. Yeah. I got, I got asked that on a date. (laughs) Did you, were you unappealed? Like, was it unappealing? It was, I was just like, eh. Oh, okay. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know. He wasn't that interesting. It, it was just, like, it's it's a person-by-person basis. Like, I'm very aware of the fact of, like, I could have two different guys in front of me, one that I like, one that I don't, and, you know, the, they could both do things that I, quote-unquote, would not like, but if it's coming from the guy that I like, like, it wouldn't bother me. You know what I mean? Like, I'm huge on a, um, in those kind of aspects, not, like, being treated, you know, shitty or anything, but, like, you know, being clingy versus whatever. And I'm like, but is it clingy if you like them? Like, it's not annoying. You know what I mean? Um, okay. So the last poll that I asked was, do you think a romantic relationship can work out if your love languages are being ignored and neglected? So I think I swayed this question to where people, the answer isn't surprising, but 94% said I'm out of there. 6% said I'll make it work. And I think the 6% was something like, literally like five or six people, maybe four or five. Um, and yeah, definitely out of there. Um, but it's hard because this isn't like an all encompassing question or scenario, but if you're not being like loved in this the question is very hard, technically. that's what I'm saying. It's like, cause I'm looking at it like, okay, I'll think of a scenario where say you have someone who checks a lot of the boxes, let's say on paper, right? Like they provide for you. They, make you generally happy, they, um, you know, they work hard, they're ambitious, they're funny, right, like, all of these things, but then let's say, like, you need quality time, right, and, like, they can't even commit to one date night a week, or you need words of affirmation, and they only text you once a day because they're so busy, you know, so things like that, where it's, like, but I have this great person on paper, and it's a great human, but also, like, I feel neglected, and lonely in the relationship. And so some people stick around because they're like, well, I should be grateful because it's a good person. You know what I mean? But also it's like, if you're not being loved how you want to be loved, then what's the point of that love in the first place? Well, I think that that's the last thing you said is very interesting because love comes in all forms. You know what I mean? Like love can be shown in different forms. And I think it both takes work to be able to show love in a way that people receive it and also be able to receive love in the way that other people give it. Because 
that was a challenge for me and the relationship that I was in like the love languages did not align and it drove me up a wall I was like it drove me up a wall but I all I have to say is communicate 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 because once you talk about it and you're like hey I don't I don't know you know what I mean I don't know how you feel about me because I'm not getting this this or that and I'm not sure if that's just not the way that you show me, but that's typically how I receive it. Can you meet me halfway? Like, can we compromise? Because, dude, there's five love languages. If you pick your top three, there is a good percentage, I'm not a math person, but a good percentage that one of your top three has to be in their top three. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. It's not like there's 20 of them that are trying to align. Yes, right. Like, something, something has to overlap. And so if you guys are able to have that conversation, and I'm not trying to be sexist when I say this, but... I feel like men are just, like, I laugh when I say this because it's, like, I feel like they think they know it. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. they think they know everything in their sense, and they don't want to take the quiz. Or, like, they don't want to do the, like, they don't want to do the deep thinking, and they're like, yeah, 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 quality time. Like, I want to see you, you know? Yeah, I or think... physical touch because I like sex. Like, I don't know, but all I feel like is they give you the bullshit answers. Like, no, 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 I need you to, like, really think about it. When you feel like you love me, how do you want to show me? What do you want to do to show me that? I can guarantee 98% of the men who have ever taken the love languages quiz did not take it on their own accord. (laughs) Like, it was a woman who was like, listen, bitch, this is do or die. Um, We got to figure this out. (laughs) Here's the link. Um, And so to segue into the next, this was an open-ended response. um, And I basically asked, like, if you have had this conversation with a romantic partner, like, you know, how did it go? Um, and there was a few responses. I'll give you like a synopsis of a few of them. But this one girl said, yes, they made the initiative to match my love language. And I did the same for them. Um, this one girl who is now married and pregnant, she said it saved so many future arguments. Um, this guy said better comprehension of each other's actions. And I followed up and I was like, better comprehension to that also lead to like different responses to each other's actions right like so instead of I understand this is how you are now I'm going to respond accordingly and he said yes um this girl said yes as in like he you know changes were made she's now engaged um to him and she also was saying that like although sometimes you know or he kind of apologized for like not apologizing he's like you know I didn't know you need to be loved that way basically um and she said sometimes he'll still make excuses and, you know, love him in his own way. But, I, you know, the conversation is there and obviously they're engaged. Um, this girl said, we both tried to make changes and then both reverted back. So I followed up with this one and they are also still together. Um, and I just found that an interesting kind of parallel to the other ones. But you know, she said it's difficult. Um, and so I'm sure this happens too, right? Like, and it's definitely not a one-off conversation. It, like you said, the communication is probably eternal right like no one's ever going to get it right on the first try or 30 tries but there needs to be an effort it can't just completely be neglected um this girl said i'm geeking she said i was in love with a narcissist so not shit mama (laughs) like i asked if anything changed so nothing changed on her end they are no longer together rightfully so she is much better without him uh no literally like much better off like he is a piece of shit um This girl said she had the conversation from the start, which I found interesting. And she said it's been chef's kiss uh, to consistently have our needs met. So that's important, I think. Or not important, but, like, 
kind of admirable, like to have it from, you know, the very beginning of this is what I need. And it just kind of sets the tone from there. So you're not a year in and then trying to like change someone's habits that they've been doing the whole time. Um, this girl put in quotes, he said, I didn't know that's what you needed. I'll work on it. And she said, and he did. And that's why I love him. <laughs> um, this girl said he for sure made big changes to put extra effort to make sure I felt loved and appreciated. We love that. Um, this girl said found best ways to love each other worked really well. This girl said they realized putting in small efforts towards what makes me feel the most loved went a long way. Um, and this girl said they did big time as in like make changes. And then oh, I had to end on this note, but this girl said never made a change. <laughs> um, poor girl. I'm sorry. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. I hope you find someone who wants to make, her. yeah, someone who wants to make that change. But so I think that's like pretty reassuring that, you know, it definitely is a part of relationships. Like it needs to be talked about, like how you, you know, receive love and kind of what you need. And um, I'm glad people are talking about it. And I'm glad for the most part that it worked out. But to that point, my next question, like, what do you think about relationships? I guess you were in one. So you have a great point of view of like working out when your love languages don't align. Hmm. Interesting question. Um, we are not together, but the reason that we're not together is not because of that. Um, I would say it just takes a lot of adjusting, a lot of communicating. I think it can happen. I also think it just like understanding why they have a hard time doing what they like doing what you need them to do. Like, for example, I like physical touch. Right, like mm-hmm. PDA was never really like important to me, but at some point, like I didn't, I always felt very awkward if they like brushed off my not advances, but you know what I'm saying. Like, yeah. sorry, I had to take a sip of water, but um, then brushing off like my wanting to hold a hand or getting them a hug or giving them like a small smooch, like a small thing. <laughs> smooch, and, I love that word. <laughs> smooch, like whatever, and like it's just natural for me. It literally comes so easy to right. like just like that and I would feel so dumb like I would feel so dumb and so like not wanted mm-hmm. when they would brush it off even though I knew that they didn't like it in a public space that was the whole problem it was only in public and I mean I know that sounds sketchy in the sense of like the relationship but no some people just don't no, like PDA like, I don't think I do I have a better didn't like the attention you didn't like the attention I mean I don't love like extreme PDA especially when I'm around it like I've been like I'm talking small things like yeah 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 yeah, yeah. like hey man like holding hands like or something like or you know like an arm around the waist for like a 10 second walk just to be like I'm glad to be close to you like I like where I'm at I like being here and it was so wild the shift that I would see from like being out somewhere like going to dinner and then coming back and being at the same house it was mm-hmm. ridiculous. Like, literally, as soon as we walked in the door, different, different. He's, like, things. laying on top of you. Literally. <laughs> literally could not get him off of me. And in, like, a appropriate way, you know. But, um. Fuck appropriate. <laughs> <laughs> fuck appropriate. You're right. But still, at the same time, like, I just think that, you know, words of affirmation. Okay. And, like, with words of affirmation, he was very quiet. He was a very quiet person. He was, he thought 
long and hard before he said anything. Like, I would ask him his opinion. He actually would sit there and think about it. He said, don't take my hesitation that I'm lying. Take it as I'm actually trying to give you an honest answer. Like, I want to be honest with you at all times because he knew that was important to me and obviously important to him. But, like, Brad, tell me I'm pretty. Like, I know we talked about that, but, like, I, I would know. Like, he was looking me up and down, like, yeah, girl, you're a snack. I'm like, then fucking say it. Yeah, okay. Oh, like, yes. Damn, girl, like, you look good tonight. Like, thank you, boo. Like, I appreciate it. No, like, just say that shit. Like, stop thinking it. You know what I mean? Just spit it out. And it was just so hard. It was like pulling teeth to be like, are you happy? Like, do you like this? Is the food good? Like, talk to me, you know? Um, but again, we dated for four years. And, like, ultimately, I understood that he had like he warmed up a lot and i also understood his non-verbal cues very well so it and his love language being uh quality time again because he didn't have very much and then acts of service i did whatever i could to help make his life easier mm-hmm. you know what i mean like bringing food or making sure that like i could drive to him because we were long distance you know trying to make the effort of like giving him my time giving him my service to help him feel like i gave a shit and so it can work it can it's hard but it can and ultimately like when you're with somebody long enough it's like they know you know and you still have to communicate but they do know and they do try right at least they should at least they should that's the big part yeah i think it can work out if there's like noticeable effort if i if this is something that we've talked about and i've expressed it to you countless of times and you're ignoring it I just feel disregarded as a person I feel like you don't care about making me feel loved and I know that may sound like a stretch and like I said I've never had this conversation but I'm just kind of like thinking how that would make me feel like I've expressed to you and you're still unable and I don't expect it to happen overnight but you know like and at least acknowledge when you know that you can't do it, right? Like, tell me if you feel like you are having a hard time, you know, figuring out what gifts to give me. I'll give you a list. You know what I'm saying? Like, if, yeah. <laughs> I'm kidding. But, like, you know, if um, you're trying to, like, figure out what, tell me what's up. what like, kind of, it. yeah, what kind of words of affirmation. And this is really interesting, too, because with an ex of mine, And, like, I think this is just because, like, I just, I don't know. I was never, I I can't explain this relationship. But, like, he would sit there and tell me, like, I'm so proud of you. Like, here's my thing. It didn't, it didn't seem really genuine. Like, there, it wasn't, like, in context. Like, we'd be laying there, like, in bed. And he'd just be, like, I'm so proud of you. Like, you're so pretty, like, all of this, and I was just like, bitch, I know, you know what I'm saying, like, I don't know, not to be cocky, but in the sense of, (laughs) it didn't feel genuine, I felt like he was just trying to say it, so he felt better about it, also, he has very narcissistic tendencies, so I don't feel bad about saying this, but, like, that's what I'm saying, it didn't feel genuine, I felt like he was, like, trying to win me over, but not in a genuine way, but because he thinks that this is what all girls want to hear. ask why. Ask yeah. Why. I, tell me why. Like, right. Elaborate, bitch. Like, I didn't, I didn't give like, enough of a fuck to know why. <laughs> I literally didn't. I was just like, thank you. Girl, you're in the wrong bed. <laughs> oh, I, de- I was in the wrong bed. The, yeah, I definitely was in the wrong bed. That sounds so 
God, I hope my mom's not listening. But, like, yeah, it was just one of those things where, like, I couldn't fully, in that relationship, open myself up 100%, and I never knew why. And then, obviously, it came to the end where I was like, okay, I know why, because you're, like, a fraudulent person. And my intuition was, <laughs> my intuition knew that. But, like, you ignore red flags in the beginning. Like, you know, this is a person that I pursued. No. Not should I, but damn it, I, there were red flags that I was like, didn't seem like a red flag. Like, it wasn't like completely like boisterous kind of things until everything came to a head. And I was like, oh my God, like, it's been in front of me this whole time. Like, you suck as a person. Um, and I hope. How somebody treats their dog is a huge red flag. <gasps> oh my God, I have goosebumps. Oh, I have goosebumps. He had a dog. And <laughs> oh my gosh, I hate. Like, because men and dogs especially, like, when they are, like, so, like, rough with their dog and, like, not hit them, like, abusively. Not, like, like, not rough in the sense that they play, but, like, they're aggressive. Aggressive and just, like, yelling at them or, like. But you're treating them like shit. Yeah, like, I don't know. That, yeah, that was such a trigger because, like, ah. Yeah, I don't know. God, oh my gosh. I just need to write this down in my notes before I forget about it. I need to have an episode about red flags. Oh my gosh, I'd be so good on that one. Okay. I think I need, it needs to be like a panel of women. Like that can't just be a two-person thing. Like it needs to be like a panel of women. With an Instagram poll and everything. It needs to be an Instagram live and we can just have everyone jump in so we can all just shit on men i'm just kidding some men are really great genuinely but most of y'all need to get your shit together okay last little question i'm gonna give you um so and this can be quick as quick as you want it to be i don't know how i mean i know how you feel about this topic but like um do you feel that love languages are worth explaining and communicating in platonic and familial relationship so not a romantic partner but friends and family do you think that conversation is worthy or a lost cause that's hard <clears throat> oh i thought you had like a stance um <laughs> I, I do i like i do but at the same time like family they're in your life you know what i mean mm-hmm. like they're in your life regardless. So I think being able to communicate with them about what you need is important. But I think that what I've had to understand with family is that they come to terms with what your boundaries are in their own time. And I don't automatically expect them to be able to do those things. Whereas my family, they know my love languages because they know me very well. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like they know it without asking because they know when I'm lovey, I'm giving hugs and I'm snuggling up on the couch and I want a back rub and I just want people around me. But they also know that when I'm angry, the first thing I want to do is talk about it. Like, the first thing I want to do is, like, get spicy about it. You know what I'm saying? So, I feel like we, my family, also, we all have kind of similar love languages. Not not all of us, but some of us do. And, um, but friends, I feel like, are hard because relationships is, like, mutualistic, right? Ultimately, you guys are both getting something that you want. Family, they're always there. Friends are a choice. Like, friends are full-blown a choice. If you don't match, like, love languages with your friends, or, like, you can't receive the love the way they give it, or you can't give it the way that they receive it, like, I don't know, bro. I don't know if you can still be friends. If you can still be friends, but, like, how deep can you get? You know what I mean? Like, how much love can you share with them? Because, like, 
yes, our love languages are different, but we also have overlapping love languages. And even if we didn't, we care about each other enough to be able to, like, give whatever we can that the other person will receive. Does that make sense? Mm Mm-hmm. I'm going to be real honest with you. If I don't, if my friends aren't hyping me up <laughs> in in life, like literally just in life in general, I'm good. Like I'm good on it. Like, yeah, we can be friends from a distance, but like the closest people in my circle are like my biggest fans. You know what I'm saying? Like, not want to say fans, but like, you know, number one supporters, like my people. And that's, that's huge. That's so huge because I'm not going to sit here and tell a friend who isn't, who I don't feel like a thousand percent supported and like vocally supported by. I'm not going to be like, hey, <laughs> I need you to tell me you're proud of me. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So it just maybe less of a conversation, like maybe less of a conversation and more of like uh, you can distance yourself or, you know, just, I don't want to say reserve, Cause you should never have to do that. But you know what I mean? Like there's just some things that you don't have to tell to everyone. If you know that it's not going to be a response that you want or I don't know. And you live and you learn. Like you try. Yeah. You know I mean? Like you try. And if it doesn't show up that way, like cool. Like I don't need you to be my top 10. Yeah. Like, that's fine. Fool me and, once. You know, you have to be my top 10 anyway. So it doesn't matter. But like it's saying like it can't ever get deeper. You can't ever get past a certain depth without being able to understand how somebody receives and gives love. Or depth, or how about just, like, growth, like, love, like, life phases, you know what I'm saying? I know that sounds maybe a little bit deeper, but, like, I don't fucking know. I'm, no, my brain is about to go on a tangent, so I'm just going to cut that before I even start. But, yeah, (laughs) I think, um, I think conversations are always worth having because one thing that I'm trying to, like, be a huge proponent on is you know leave it leave everything out there on the table like give everyone your cards because you know then it's it just a, this conversation and you said that you don't like to tell people about your no 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 this no this isn't a, you said my horrible side like your vulnerable side oh oh, oh 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 no 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 I'm no like I'm saying like my close people like friends and family is what I'm saying yeah okay. or like yeah. someone that I'm pursuing or dating or whatever. I'm trying to be not on a vulnerable level, but like I'm saying like transparent. And so you have like, if I say like, um, like say a few months ago, like one of my friends upset me and like, I let him know about it. And that was hard for me to do, but I was transparent about you did this and this is how I felt. And you know what I'm saying? He just thought we were going to slide by it without any, like me ever bringing it up. And how he responded. And, like, based on that, I was going to be like, okay, you know, I'm giving you how I feel. I'm giving you all of my cards in this scenario. How you respond to it is a reflection of you, not me. But choose your cards carefully because, you know what I'm saying, this friendship could go either way for me. Does that make sense? Like, yeah, yeah, how you respond to what I give you is, you know, a determining factor of, like, how we keep pushing forward. your feelings. That leaves like such a when people minimize your feelings, I'm uninterested at the same time. Like I fall back into that that aspect of like if you minimize my feelings because they make you uncomfortable, where I'm you're not the right friend for me. No. And I have to I've had to realize that. Like I'd rather have a few friends that like really mean a lot to me than a bunch of acquaintances. And I know you have both. So it's funny to me that that works that way, but for me, I've always been. Like, I only need a few, and they'll be my ride or dies forever. And, well, and you've said this about me, too. Like, 
you're like, I'm so happy I get to like know you and all of you, right? Like my acquaintances yeah. don't know. Like I think about social media, like I post a lot. I post a fuck ton. You know, people think they probably know everything about me. Oh my God, they don't even know like the half of it. They don't even know this, you know what I'm saying? That's surface level. Like you can think you know me. And I think this goes for a lot of people. You can think you know someone without truly knowing them. I have probably 10 people in my life that I can think of, friends and family that are like, my circle, my rider dies, like, you know, if I'm in trouble, who am I calling? The first people that I'm calling. And those people know everything. That's who I'm vulnerable with. My associates, and listen, your girl ain't out here partying anymore. So a lot of that, those associates came from, like, I'm such a socialite. I love being out. I love, you know, doing all of that. And, like, you know, no love, no loss. I still love those people. Or love is a strong word. You know, I still fuck with those people. But it's, like at the end of the day, that doesn't really feed my soul. Like, I can be in a room full of people and still would rather go home and be by myself because that's more fulfilling, you know? Um, so I'm learning that more. But yeah, just having your little your little circle of the older you get, too. My mom always said that. She's like, she's always had a small group of people. She's like, the older you get, the more you realize, like, you know, you don't want to be around those people that have 18 best friends. <laughs> No, you really don't. It's like they don't have boundaries or standards. Like, because I want to keep up with all of my people. You know, I have like six or seven really close girlfriends that, you know, those are my people. But do you have any parting words or any just like wrap ups of like love languages, like takeaway, boom, one and done, mic drop? <clears throat> no pressure. I guess I, guess I would say. Gosh, that's a hard, that's a lead pressure. What are you talking about? Um, love is universal. Everybody feels it. Everybody wants it in some aspect of their life. And if we can learn more about the people we care about to show them that, then what better purpose? You know what I mean? Like, what better way can we grow as people than to love our people better? And I think that that is so important to keep in mind, but it's not that you're going against what you know, but you're learning something new for those that you love. So that's that. Mm, and that in itself is an act of service, even trying to understand something. <laughs> there you go. Oh, that's so funny. All right. Well, I love you so much. Um, thank you for this lovely conversation that we would have had recording a podcast or not. <laughs> I know we are so deep, bro. So deep. <laughs> our, our conversations just—they go deep every time. I love you. Thank you so much for having me. Every single time, like I walk away, and I like—I'm like tired, but like in a good way. Like I feel like my brain <laughs> just ran a marathon. Yeah, I'm emotionally fucking exhausted, exhausted from talking to you no <laughs> totally kidding I'm like always energized and just always feel like a better person so thank you again for your conversation and I love you and thank you everyone for listening um stay tuned for another episode next Friday I'll have another guest I'm not going to tell you who yet or what we're talking about mostly because I don't know um but just get excited because there's a lot more good stuff to come so have a great night, morning, evening, whenever you're listening to this, and peace and blessings. <laughs>